Marcus. Dutchie. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys? Good morning. How, how is your trades or your trade going? My trade, I don't trade anymore. I just buy. I buy and I buy and I buy and I buy every chance I get. But you, you, I have uh, a little strategy with buying. What are you, I don't what know are you buying? Oh, just Bitcoin. Okay. How, how many Ethereum do you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Are we, are we, are we, okay. So me and Ralph Powell, right? I mean, that's kind of how I got into it. I was part of Real Vision and I watched almost every interview and I would Google every term to learn. I did this maybe four or five years ago, right? Learning all about um, financial markets and things like that. And then he got into Bitcoin. I'm like, okay, okay. I'll follow him into that trade. And then he took a left turn into Ethereum. I'm like, what? And that was the first time where I started sort of thinking for myself, thinking, uh, no, this is not good. So how many Ethereum? Zero Ethereum. Ooh, wow. This is the way. <laughs> okay. That's pretty that, that's, good. That, you, didn't, you didn't get caught in by the snare of, of Rao Vision. Yeah, well, it's pretty, um, I don't know, not tempting. He's, he's a very good salesman. I mean, he's a great salesman, right? He's, he's really good that way. But It's, it's that accent he, and, the, and the, the chest hair. You know. The chest hair, that's right. And the beach, you know, on the beach with his dogs, videos at Christmas and things like that. But the pool I think, I mean, if you think, if I think about Vitalik as a person, I see a young person who, who likes to game. I mean, his whole thing was gaming and then he lost his gaming swords or his gaming guns and it upset him so greatly. And then he built a system based on that belief. So I, I see a person that, you know, he doesn't have kids, he doesn't have family, he hasn't matured. And I think his, his, his um, idea of Ethereum has run away from him. And when you have a person at the top of the pyramid and they're the ones sort of controlling it, if, if he loses hope in his dreams, which is kind of what's happening, then w where does the value of that go? I think it's just getting fiatized. I think Ethereum is just going to the fiat world. So those are my thoughts on it. What do you guys think about it? Marcus, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. Honestly, my thoughts were like, let's not make this an Ethereum uh, uh, interview. <laughs> done, <laughs> done, that, done, that, done. That, that yep, I'm, I'm thinking 70% pre-mine. I'm thinking about him yeah. dumping on retail. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about proof of stake, the whole debacle, yeah. everything. You know, yeah. that endless war of, uh, you know, people yeah. will, will eventually find out you know, sooner now yeah. than later, now that they've actually transitioned to proof of stake, which yeah, I thought exactly. they'd never do because I thought it's just this narrative they'll keep pushing backwards and backwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I'm happy to move on from that. Sometimes when I'm I was orange killing. Oh, hey, sorry. go ahead. Sorry, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm like super curious. I'm sure our guests are as well. It's like, who is Dutchie? You know, how did you get into Bitcoin? I know, um, I think I met you at the beginning of this year, if I'm not mistaken. I know That's it was correct, January. Yeah. Time, yeah. Uh, time <laughs> seems to fly. Like six months in Bitcoin sometimes feels like a full year or longer. Longer, <laughs> yeah. With all the news happening. And I think we were, uh, we were like exchanging some, uh, some sets back and forth to, to, to show each other how, uh, how Lightning Network works and Lightning Transaction. And yeah, of you course, were super I was cool. 
I was triggered by your name being Dutchy, and I was uh, in Amsterdam at the time. I mean, I'm still Dutch. You know, I lived there for 24 years. I'm in Medellin, Colombia now. But um, yeah, it turned out you weren't Dutch. So maybe we can do, we can start with a little quick introduction. And, you know, we love a good Bitcoiner story and how you got into Bitcoin. You already mentioned Raul Paul, which I agree. The guy is a super smart guy. I used to be a fan of him as well. Until that moment when he started uh, Real Vision Crypto. And I, <laughs> and yeah, I made some yeah. memes about that as well. But uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, so who are you who am I? Who am Bitcoin? I? Are you like... Are you like a technical person? Are you are you working in finance? Uh, like what? what no, got I work you in, in I, I work in healthcare, right? I work with cancer patients actually, so that's my shtick. And I work in radiation, so I understand exponential power because radiation energy is uh, an exponential decay, and that exponential understanding of life of how money works and and energy works. Um, it gets translated into Bitcoin. So for me to make the trans, um, I guess, to, to understand Bitcoin, it was really simple because I understand exponential growth and exponential decay. So that was sort of the first thing. And of course, I like keeping my money and I'm, I'm at the end of the baby boomer in Gen X right now. I'm sort of at the Gen X. So everything that's been set up the, the front curve of the baby boom gets the first pickings, the houses and all that. And the Gen X and, and Gen Y and Gen Z, there's, there's nothing left. And so I'm really interested in seeing how, where the value of life, I guess, and where you can store your, your work to energy, your own value. So, you know, there's mutual funds. And then there's, what was that? Um, re, when you rebalance your portfolios, um, yeah, all that investing that you go to the bank and you lose a ton of money and pay a ton of fees. And I thought I could do this better myself if I can, you know, if I can run a linear accelerator, I can figure out finance. So I spent a lot of time teaching myself with finance. And what came out of that is Bitcoin. That's the, that is the only, I see it as the only hope for people who don't already have um, economic power or stored energy wealth. And yeah, that's where I kind of ended up with it. And so now that I've been studying it, I find that Bitcoin, uh, it, it, it moves across all kinds of, of paradigms of, of society. I mean, it's not only finance, it's not only science, it's not only math, it's not only government. It moves across so many areas of science and I see it as a, almost a way of being, if that makes sense. Is that too ultra religious? It's not sounding religious, but anyway, it would be your thoughts on that. It honestly, that kind of just blew my mind. I'm very impressed. So first of all, did not know that you were an oncologist. Um, and, and really, I, I totally agree, right? A lot of people don't see Bitcoin for what it is. They, and, the, and just like the, the old Jeff Booth example, right? A lot of people don't understand exponentials. Yes. He, he talks about how if you fold a paper over 50 times, where do you think that goes to? And I think it goes up to the sun or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That sort of folding. And I think, you know, I've also read and listened to a lot of Jordan Peterson over the last four years. I mean, sometimes he gets a bit extreme, but doesn't everybody who has a message. And he talks a lot about 
um, how societies are being run right now. This is a bit of a, I've not spoken about this, but it's maybe I'll try to make it up as I go here yeah. about how men are, are practical and can be tyrannical and how women are neurotic, but caring. It's kind of the, the extreme ends of both characters. I'm not saying men and women, I'm saying masculine and feminine because you can be a tomboy, you can be a, a sissy guy, you know, Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, be yourself. Right. But um, I think right now, this is going to be sound really weird, but with the advent of birth control, all of a sudden we've got all this energy where women aren't taking care of children anymore because before then you didn't have a choice to have a kid you just were saddled with one 10 of them right and so all that energy all that caring that neurotic energy gets set into society and now it's in positions of power and we're making decisions um in society based on that like nuclear energy is getting scrapped like crazy because it's it's harmful and we need to move into nuclear energy. I work in nuclear energy, right? So we need to move that way because it's incredibly safe. But we need to move away from the emotional decision-making and back to the practical. Now, I don't know if that made sense, but that's sort of one of the streams that I, I think about how to get energy, the energy out of coal and fossil fuels and into clean, tight nuclear energy. So what are yeah. you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it definitely seems now, you know, whether it's men and women or whether it's just people in general that have been making a lot of decisions based off their emotions, who knows, right? And, mm -hmm. and so I think, uh, but I do agree that what we've seen lately is just a loss of truth in yes. that there's no, that not only is there a loss of truth, it's that there is no truth. It's whatever yes. I feel like today or whatever I feel like tomorrow. And that can change. The truth can change. Two plus two equals yeah. five now. Yeah. And you see that. And I don't mean to keep harping on Ethereum, but yeah, you know, yeah exactly. But how it came out and said with Bitcoin, we live, it has physics in proof of work. With Ethereum, we don't, we're not subjected to the physics of the real world. And we don't want to be constrained by the laws of physics. Exactly. 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 So and it's back it, to gaming. I mean, that's a game that's setting up a whole kind of a game where you can just tweak the rules so you can win or you can change things. So it suits the way you're feeling. Once again, yeah. it's not it's not what it is. The Bitcoin no. is just Bitcoin is. And then that's it. There's, there's mm -hmm. you can add all kinds of definers after it. Well, and that's the big thing. That's why we say Bitcoin is truth, because it relies on mathematics to, to be consistent and to be truth. And it's a point of truth that we can all agree on because it uses physics in the real world and energy. And the, and the, the reality is something like Ethereum is not truth because it's subject to rulers who can change from day to day where Bitcoin is unchanging. And because it's unchanging, then it's a focal point that you can rely on. And I think that's, you know, when yes. you talk yes. about of truth, where we're talking about nuclear energy, why, why are we not using nuclear energy today? And maybe, you know, also as Bitcoin is one of the things we talk about is that there is, you have to follow the incentives. So maybe there's, there's energy companies or oil companies that, that are in power now that don't want nuclear energy. Who knows? I'm just putting that out there, right? Right, right, yeah, the yeah, the incentives. Maybe. So maybe there's, it's a loss of truth 
maybe that there's that there's misaligned incentives that are out there that are keeping nuclear mm -hmm. energy from being used. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not exactly sure what the reason is or the reasoning behind not using nuclear energy. If, well, if we are in a climate crime crisis, which is the popular theme today, is that we are in a climate crisis. So if we're in a climate crisis, why are we not using nuclear energy? I think that is because if you think of the word nuclear, you think of the word radiation and nuclear. I mean, what are the first three images that come to your mind? Right? Yeah. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Three Mile Island, Three-Eyed Fish, Bart Simpson. There's no... Um, positive image burns radiation burns right and I see about 40 patients a day and uh, I'm not an oncologist but I work in the radiation industry I'm a radiation therapist so I treat um, patients and when I get new patients and on day one they're they're, they're so panicky that they're hyperventilating and they're like they're like those rabbits on the road their eyes are wide and they can barely tolerate the explosion of emotion that they have because their idea of what's going to happen to them is they're going to get nucleated, you know, and yeah. how radiation works. I can give you a, a little talk about what nuclear energy is. Energy is just a wave. Like me talking to you is a wave right now. It's my voice gets transferred into electrical or I don't know. I don't know about phones, how that all works, but um, I guess it's light energy, right? And then transferred back into sound energy at your end. So if you think of three different types of energy, let's think about a tsunami. And a tsunami is from peak to peak, it's a wave, right? And from peak to peak, it's what, 500 kilometers from the top of the one peak to the next peak? And then you think of a water molecule sitting in that, in that wave. So just, just stay with me. It's a bit of a long explanation, but think of a water molecule, like a beach ball, H2O, right? Mm -hmm. And it's in that wave. What it does is it simply rises up the water column and rises down the water column. That's the effect of the wave on a water molecule. Yeah. And the action of that wave is it takes out the town. Now, if there's people in the town, it's a problem. Yeah. And if there's no people, then it's not. So then you go to the next wavelength, right? And the next wavelength is microwave. So your cup of coffee. And that peak to peak, I think it's either six centimeters or one centimeter from peak to peak. And what that wave does on water is it starts to agitate it. And so the molecule is kind of jumping and dancing around in your cup of coffee that you're heating up. And the action of that wave, the outcome is heat. You get a, a transfer of heat from that wave. So radiation wave is very, very, very fine. From peak to peak, it's like 10 to the minus nine or 10 to the minus 13. I can't remember the numbers right now. Well, super small, so yeah. Super, super tight. So radiation is an incredibly delicate, delicate wave. And what it does in the water molecule, like in the tumor, you got a tumor, we're trying to eradicate that. And in the water molecule there, it simply plunks off one of the hydrogens, it just goes blink, and the wave plunks it off. It doesn't heat anything, it doesn't agitate anything. And that creates what's called a free radical. Now, normally you eat your greens and your beans and all your good things to get rid of free radicals in life, because you know, they're the beginning of changing your DNA. But in, in radiation therapy, we kind of do it backwards. We use the free radicals against the tumor cells. So when the radiation goes in, it, it separates the water molecule. Those free radicals attach to the DNA, both your bad DNA, your cancer tumor cells, and your good DNA. Your good DNA knows how to fix itself. Every six hours, it checks all up and down the DNA, and it goes, well, you're not supposed to be here, and it clips and cleans and scrubs up its DNA before the cell divides. 
but the cancer cell it doesn't it doesn't check itself that's the whole point it never looked at itself in the first place and it just divide 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 without meaning and without a point of reference and without a hope just it just divides so when those free radicals attach themselves to that dna then the dna gets ripped into pieces when it divides it's not a perfectly clean two copies it's a, a, a sort of a dysfunctional copy, just like photocopying a recipe maybe 200 times. You can't see if it's a quarter cup or a third of a cup anymore. The, the DNA is not readable. So that's what the radiation does when it's working. Is, it's it, like a, a is it like a shattered like a shattered glass type of a thing? Kind of just a lot of pieces everywhere? Or? Yes, just water molecules. So we have... A, we call it a field, an area, a targeted area. Maybe it's five centimeters by seven centimeters, depending on the size of the area. And the radiation goes in and it wafts right through. It just moves right through like a sound wave at a rock concert. It moves right through your body, right? It just passes through a very, very fine, delicate, delicate energy. And that energy works in the water molecules in that beam path, right where the tumor is sitting, where we aim it. And then those water molecules dissociate attach like static electricity, like a balloon that you rub on your hair and stick to the wall. Those, those little free radicals attached to the DNA. The good cells can clean them up. That's why you get tired. And the bad cells disintegrate themselves. So by dividing and not being able to reproduce, it doesn't kill them. It just makes their code unreadable. It's unreadable code, just like Bitcoin. It's the same, same. So radiation is so... Um, drastically misunderstood it's everywhere it's in it's in our light in our eyes well, don't you, in I, our speech. I, if, I, if, if i can cut you off for one second because yeah. i have a question like one one thing yeah. i remember about radiation is that once you've got radiation like it sticks around for ten thousands of years to break down is that correct or am no, i no that's it. yes and no so your microwave is a radiation machine there's two ways to make radiation right there's rocks. So remember in grade, in the 70s or grade, you know, if you're in this in school then you got an eraser, like that real pink eraser, yeah. right? So that if you have a lump of cobalt that size, then you can, that's what we used to use to radiate tumors back in the 60s and the 50s. So if it's a rock that has an isotope in it that's decaying, then the radiation is around. So sometimes you can drink something that has radiate radiation in it, like radio labeled sugar, like when you yeah. go for a PET scan. So yes, you are radioactive. But the other way we can make radiation, and that's the cancer treatment or your microwave, is it's an electron gun inside the machine and it's off, just like your microwave is not on right now. So you go to your microwave, it is not on, just like your light is not on. There's no radiation from the light. But as soon as you flip the switch, you make radiation. So right. in nuclear reactors, they take a lump, a rock, a piece of, of um, earth. I don't know much about it, so I don't want to get into what kind yeah, of Yeah, it's like it uranium. Is, right? Uranium, yeah. And it's decaying, right? And that's a whole other subject. Because I don't right. work with rocks. I don't work with lumps of radiation. I work with turn on the gun that creates the radiation. Got it, electrons, got it. Okay. So if you have, yes. so yeah, if you have a rock, you need to cool it because it's heated up. And so, yeah, you need to have it in nuclear silos and things like that to keep, to keep an eye on it. But in this day and age, I mean, when we beam on and we turn the beam on for a person who's having treatment, there are so many checks. There's thousands of checks before it goes on. And all those people who are really rule followers, 
those are the ones that we want them in the nuclear plants because the rule followers of society are so diligent, they make sure nothing goes wrong. So, I mean, either you have wind farms and you have vast, um, you know, mining for silicon for this ridiculous solar, or you use a tiny piece of earth that has so much power in it, like a Bitcoin. Yeah. And then right. you use that to pull the energy out of it. And yeah, there might be collateral damage, but there's collateral damage everywhere. No matter what process you have, there is collateral damage. You can't get away from it. You can't get away from suffering in life. There's always something that, that gives. So maybe in 50 years out of 200 stations or 300, one has a malfunction. I don't know how that works, but yeah. So I, right. I, have so many, I have so many thoughts right now. First of all, <laughs> thank you for, for this great explanation. And yeah. uh, I'm loving because I'm hearing like the passion. <laughs> So and it also reminds me a lot of myself and my Bitcoin journey as well. You know, it's like, right. and it also affirms this, this theory I have. It's not my theory. I heard other people say it as well. It's just like, and it, it's going to sound like really annoying to people, but like there's a lot of smart people or smart people tend to get Bitcoin first. You know, it seems to be all yeah. these engineers and, and whatnot that get it first because Bitcoin can be, even though it's so simple and it's, if you really get it, it's very right. simple but right. to get it. It's hard. Um, I don't think it's smart. I'm, just let me interrupt you just for a sec. I'm sorry to interrupt you. For, I think it's no, curiosity no, because I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. I work with young people that are incredibly brilliant, but I think but it's you have curiosity. this great understanding of physics and, and, and math, I guess. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, you have to, have, you have to be able to kind of figure out math a little bit. But then that's a skill. That's not an aptitude. That's just something you got to do. Math is a language. Math is a language like Spanish or Russian. You yeah. have to spend time doing it, right? It's not that's that you're true. good at you math. You can acquire you're not it. Good that's at math. true. Yeah, you have to learn it, right? So, so sorry, I was cutting you off. I was cutting you off. So, okay. I want to add something in there too. I think that. <laughs> sorry, Marcus. We'll let you get back to your point in a second. Sure. But I think part of it too is if you've been able to learn some language before, or you've been able to, to really dig in and get curious about one thing before, I think it's easier to understand Bitcoin because you're yeah. going down a rabbit hole, whether that's yeah, language exactly. or learning the language of radiation or learning how to do something else that's extremely tough. If you've been able to learn that and take the time, I think that you have the, the capacity as well. It's easier to pick up the capacity to learn about Bitcoin, to learn about finance or photography yeah. or whatever gets you excited about it. I think yeah, it I think so too. I think, I mean, I think I learned what I anchored my Bitcoinness on was learning about the financial system and how that works. What is a bond? What is a stock? That's where I started Googling what is a bond. And bonds took me about four years to finally understand. It's just a loan. It's a loan from the people to the government. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's and it. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> add on top of that. I'll add on top of that. You, you also have to be able to, to separate the noise from the bullshit. Exactly. And you make mistakes. You see, people are just like, oh, my God, Bitcoin's so expensive. It's 20000 It was sixty. I can't get in now. But you better believe the people who bought the Bitcoin at uh, 3,000 or 300, they've lost a lot of Bitcoin. I've lost a lot of Bitcoin learning. I mean, mine is not a curve that went straight up. You know, there was, uh, I got involved with, who was it? Alex Mashinsky, you know, because I thought I wanted a yield on my Bitcoin. That would be great. Just like a bond. Celsius. Just like a bond, Celsius. It was just like a bond, right? 
So you yeah. could use your Bitcoin and, oh, that was not a great idea. Seven, seven just, to 12% risk-free. <laughs> oh, incredible, incredible. Just like the banks, right? And got sucked into that. So I think it's very important to your heroes. You've got your heroes. Mine went from Raul to Alex, right? If you've yeah. got your heroes, you've got to make sure that you can see the other side of the heroes. So Sailor's the hero right now, right? He's doing great. But it's important, I mean, not to be anti-Sailor, I'm not anti-Sailor at all. I think he's great. But to see the other side of that, what would take him down? What would go the other way? Where are his inside thoughts? Just like Raul, he just wants to trade. You know, Raul's addicted to um, adrenaline and he needs to trade. So he'll take a trade over anything. You know, so I think the biggest thing is just making yourself your own hero in, in the Bitcoin journey. Making yeah. yourself and your family, those are the heroes that you need. And because just like you said, there's a lot of people that you think, oh, this person's, they're really good. And all of a sudden, boom, now they've lost everything or they're doing exactly the opposite of what they were saying. So you need uh -huh. to make yourself your own hero in, in your Bitcoin journey. I think so. It's, it's almost like we've forgotten how to do that or not forgotten, but we don't practice that anymore. Like, I think about young men, I was born in the 60s. So I think about young men when I was in high school, they were 14 years old and they could bring cars and they didn't even have their driver's license yet, but they got their dad or the brother to drive the car into shop. And then they'd fix the car. And when they got their birthday in, in grade 11 or grade 12, they could you know, take the car. And, and so they were, they were invested in their lives. That car was their investment. And with that car, they got the girl and with the girl, they got the job and on and on it goes, they got the family. But I don't think there's much, I don't think society has room for men anymore. And that's another big topic that we take young men and we drug them in school. You know, we Adderall them. We, we, when they're not allowed to fight anymore, they've got to use their kindness, not their, not their innate maleness. And then the young ones, I mean, you can't get your driver's license anymore until you're in your 20s, it seems. And you can't go out and experience the world. You can't make mistakes. So Bitcoin is almost like a reclamation. You can reclaim your maleness. And I mean, I could go on on that topic too, but I think Bitcoin is a, a key for men to, to find their tribes again, to what it is to be a man and what it is to uh, thrive and participate in life instead of stand by and wonder if you're going to offend somebody with your words. Yes, I, I, I definitely agree. I think that, men need to look to be more masculine and women need to be feminine. And that's not, I agree. it's not a diss on men saying that men are, that exactly. masculinity is toxic and it's not a diss on femininity in saying that that's soft and weak that, you know, sure. I mean, if you want to be a, a tomboy girl, then be a tomboy girl. If you want to be, you know, a soft feminine man, then be that. But there's swaths of men out there and swaths of women who want to go back to traditional values. And I think that's where El Salvador comes back in because it's a Catholic country, Catholic run country. And I think it appeals to so many people because of the values of El Salvador, because of that structure. And then they, they put Bitcoin in the center of their monetary system. And all of a sudden you've got a place where you can see yourself grow and thrive. Yeah. Okay. So Marcus, back to, we've cut you off for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've moved way beyond that point now. No, no, another point that what I had, what I told yeah. you, I wanted, you mentioned like the whole exponential thing and we were talking yeah. about getting into Bitcoin, you know, yeah. and it's just, a, it sounds so simple, but a lot of people, and even like Biden, you know, when you hear Biden saying, 
oh, but, you know, uh, inflation hasn't gone up. You know, it's only gone up a little bit since last month, you know, and it's, and it's going to go oh. back down. If, or yeah. Christine Lagarde saying it's a hump, you know, so it's going to come back down. Yeah, but you don't get <laughs> second order derivatives, you know, it's like, <laughs> sure, yeah. it's, you know, like, how do I explain this? You know, if you accelerate, your speed goes up, right? And then if you reduce it's, the acceleration, your speed is still very high. Now you're going 100 miles right. per hour. You're still going 100 miles per hour. You have right. to decelerate first to bring it back down. So this, That's is, right. this is how they like gaslight the public, you know, saying, no, it's a hump. Inflation will come back down. Yeah, but my prices oh. aren't coming back down unless you bring it, unless you bring inflation negative, making it deflationary. Yeah. It's this yeah. kind of stuff that, you know, basic, basic concepts of math and science that people need to understand. Yeah. And also, while, you know, the bit most basic thing, I think one of the first things I noticed when I looked at the Bitcoin price graphs, and I always have to remember that meme, oh, don't buy Bitcoin because it's going to crash again. And it was only when I saw that meme that I realized, hey, wait a minute, this whole price history prior to like the last all-time high, which just looked like it was like flat, then there was this one big run-up and, you know, mm -hmm. now the bubbles mm -hmm. burst. It mm -hmm. happens mm -hmm. each cycle, but once you turn the, the graph into like a log chart, then you see like a whole oh my history God. of it. Uh, and you see that logarithmic exponential, exponential growth. growth, right? So, on a logarithmic scale, it's logarithmic but, scale and then it's exponential on a logarithmic. <laughs> so it's double exponential. So when you yeah. see that, all of a sudden it becomes very clear. And I think one of the things I want to tell people are just getting or kind of scared of Bitcoin. It's, it's simply you're changing your money from US dollars to pesos or pesos to rubles or rubles to rupees. It's simply an exchange. You're not buying something, you're just doing a currency exchange. Yeah, and as point. a Canadian, we would much rather hold US dollars because they're worth weight more. And so would anyone in the world. I mean, aren't we all scrambling for US dollars right now because it's worth more. So get out of the fiat world and move into the information. You see, right now, you and I've never met and you can't see my face because I, I don't want to dox myself because I'm still active and I work with patients. So I need to respect their um, privacy. But you and I, I mean, we can communicate with this iPhone. You don't understand how important the ability to transfer energy, ideas, thought across the internet. But the only thing that will block that is transferring money across the internet. I can't send you $17.63. I can't do it with the, the systems because the SWIFT banking system cost me a $70 fee just to send money. It's 70 bucks right there. Yeah. So we, we can't we communicate our ideas and our, our thoughts and meet each other and get all kinds of dopamine going on, which is always nice to feel. But we, the, the money system, the exchanging of our stored energy is still stuck in the 70s. It's stuck in email land, that's what the SWIFT system is. It's just an email server Up back and forth. until Bitcoin, correct, yeah. Right, yeah, so. This, this week I, I, I was kind of orange pilling my uncle and I, oh, and yeah. I helped him download a lightning wallet. I took the QR code, put it on Twitter and said, hey, send him a few sats just so he can see how this works. And boom, he started getting in, you know, just random right. people on Twitter, you know, all Bitcoiner plebs. We're starting to send them a few sats and it was really cool and shout outs to anyone who did send them sats that's watching just because he was every time he got sats he'd shout back 69 more sats and then my <laughs> aunt was like you know why they're sending you 69 sats and he was like oh, oh you know what are they <laughs> and, uh, but 
And then I say, where else, where could you do this before? Because, you know, someone from, from uh, New Zealand sent them sats or people from South America, from all over the world. And I said, what, what other system can do this that you can, they can send him money for yeah. free. And yeah. then they go, oh, they could do it with Venmo. <laughs> uh, nope. We can't. I, like, I mean, can you send me Venmo money from no. here in the uh, States, right? Can you send it to Canada? No. You guys haven't lived outside of the outside of the US yeah. where you yeah. had to make those transfers. And and Bitcoin has no borders while the dollar and all fiat, they there's definite borders. This is this is literally how me and Dutchie first started uh, talking. I don't remember. I think I was discussing with somebody else on Twitter, but uh, you know, like send me a QR code and I'll send you some sets. You know, somebody was a little bit like, um, sorry for like I'm missing the English word here. A little not hesitant or may, a little bit skeptical yeah. about how it all yeah. works and stuff. I was like, well, yeah, just send yeah. me a QR code and anybody else or something. I'm not sure. Maybe you remember Dutchie. But, well, then you uh, reached out. I think you reached out to me because I'm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm at the very end of technology. I didn't grow up with technology, so I understand the idea of Bitcoin. But you know, using the phone and all that to do Bitcoin is a different world for me, right? I have mm -hmm. to spend a lot of time. So you're just like download this wallet, and then you sent me money. You sent me money. Yeah, I was like, let's do and, a cross border payment. You know, from Amsterdam and to, then bang, uh, done. <laughs> you know, and that's amazing. Like you can send one five thousand. If you take a penny, an American penny, divide it into five thousand pieces. You yep. can send somebody one sat or you can send them five billion dollars. So it's it's Bitcoin is not what what you know, what can Bitcoin do for you? It's the world is going to move just like we communicate on phones. It's going to move to transfer of energy, monetary energy through phones and through technology. So the guy that lives in Saudi and he wants to buy the castle in Scotland for, I don't know, let's say, I don't know, 50 million. He doesn't have to go through the SWIFT system anymore. It takes days to get that money through. And then it gets blocked because, oh, maybe they don't trust him. He can just send it and buy his castle. 10 minutes, final settlement. And I think why it's taking so much time to get the banks and the pension funds and the hedge funds involved is that Bitcoin is the first monetary system that goes right back to the beginning. It's the monetary system of the individual. It's me and you, Marcus, you know, when you send me money. And it's not set up for um, trusted systems. Like they if you totally go to the understand. Bank, they totally understand it's a threat to their whole uh, existence and their whole uh, model. Yeah. Oh yeah, but they got to get on board because if they don't get on board, they're going to be left behind, like Kodak and like you know Blockbuster. It's it's over. Yeah. You can't yeah. take you can't take the internet back. Can you imagine if we're letter writing right now? Can you imagine that? Yeah. Just writing a letter to you about how I I, I think and feel. Yeah. You know, this is exactly the point, and this takes us back to the whole energy debate too, right? Because I completely right. agree with you on the nuclear part. Right. That yeah. was another point I was going to make. People are afraid of new technology, or they'll they'll add narratives to it to say why it's not right. safe, right? Right. I mean, I have an aerospace engineering background, and um, one of one of the one of the coolest things that I remember was that you know a lot of people are afraid to get on airlines. You know, people are afraid of flying because right. you know they see all these movies of airplanes crashing but when you look at the numbers right, right? sure there's horrible right. airplane crashes and once an airplane yes. goes down yes. usually all 300 people inside die but if you actually aggregate all the numbers and you look at how many people die die because of airline right. crashes it's, it's one of the safest modes of transportation exactly apart and from eating the sugar elevator, is the one that the kills elevator, you. 
<laughs> the elevator oh, the is the elevator? most safest. Yeah, and next behind the elevator, it's the airline, which is the most safest. And getting wow. in a, into a car, you know, motorcycles way more dangerous, but getting into a car yeah. is actually super dangerous. But nobody's yeah. scared of getting into a car. And right, this right. is kind of what you see with nuclear energy as well. Yeah, I mean, I see the word radiation. What do you think? You don't think giving, yeah. like I think of my radiation machines, the linear accelerator, I think of it as a time machine. It gives you your future back. So you got a problem in your body and it, it ain't good. And then we get the energy in there. We break it down. We break that problem down. And then you get your next 20 years of your life back. You know, that's the aim, our next 30 years, right? So I think of radiation as a time machine that it gives you your, your life back. So we have to start rebranding what these, these energies are, but we need the men to do this. Sorry, I, I know I'm probably alone in this thought, but Women are too neurotic. They care too much about suffering. Yeah, I gotta flesh that one out. So should, maybe we won't go down that path. Should we disclose if you are a man or a woman? <laughs> My pronouns are honk honk. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the trucker convoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a girl. I'm I'm a girl. Yeah, bit of a tall no, but, girl. But, but to, to, to try to bring it back, right? So we see it in energy, right? So we have this better technology, which is nuclear. However, the whole ESG narrative and, and whatnot, right. you know, the, whatever narrative they come up with, it causes a bunch of FUD, fear, uncertainty, right. and doubt. And it right. causes even European countries to shut down their I freaking know. nuclear reactors. Oh you know, my God. Oh my it, God. All those so this old is something, people that this can't is something walk we properly. Bitcoiners, this is something that we Bitcoiners really have to consider, right? Like, right. yes, Bitcoin is the better technology, but we're still dealing with human elements on this planet, which can be completely oh. irrational for a very long time. Well, they're making emotions that you're thinking like, what kind of clown world are we living in? But this is literally what we're seeing all around us every day so the path um i have no doubt whatsoever that bitcoin is you know like everything mm -hmm. we say it will be it's mm -hmm. just the path it will take us to get there can be very rough and and unknown oh so I, I think uh, you can't stop it you just it, it cannot be stopped you are you really going to go back to letter writing i mean that's the, are you going to if you can send one five thousandth of a penny are you going to go back to western union and getting charged 30 no. or 40 percent you know no. people people are not they, going back but will we go through like another couple of years or i don't want to put like years or date or time yeah. uh, stamp on it but are we going to go through another phase of bureaucrats adding some weird <laughs> nonsensical rules or programs right. to, to try know. and, and manage it so. in some other direction yeah. I think once they figure out the trustless system in the banks, because it's all based on trust. If you go into the bank vault, there's two of you and there's cameras and you each have a key and you get the gold bar out. You don't go into the bank by yourself and then deliver the gold to the guy by yourself. Right. So that whole system, the whole structure of the banking system is based on a two person, at least a two person, you know, uh, test back and forth. But with Bitcoin, it's a one person and there's no backseas, Right. With with banking, you can go back, you can reverse transactions. But with Bitcoin, there is no backsies. Once the money is sent, it's over. You cannot get a refund on that. Mm -hmm. So they have to squish two paradigms together. And I think they're working very, very hard to do it. But, you know, you look at the age of the, the bankers that make the decision. They're, you know, they're in their 60s and 70s and 50s. And the ones that 
that can run the computers to change this over are in their younger years. So yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a bumpy road, but the bank or the hedge fund or the pension or the insurance fund that figures it out first, people are going to flock to it. So yeah. it's a it's a race. It's a race to get this figured out. It, it's pretty amazing how Bitcoin mirrors real life because mm -hmm. in real life, it just got me thinking right now when you say there's no backseas, right? There's things that are irreversible. When a moment right. happens, you can't get that moment back. That's right. No, like putting the genie back on happens and you can't, yeah. you can't, there's no time machine that makes you go, you know, I'm going to get that back. That doesn't yeah. happen. And so it's the same thing with Bitcoin. You make a transaction, yeah. you broadcast that transaction, you sign it and it's, it's done. There's no reversing it. Yeah. That person can give you the money, can send a new mm -hmm. transaction, but that's something new that's created yeah. in your time. Yeah, the control is gone. The control is completely gone. And I think that's what the banks have to figure out is who's going to hold the keys. How are they going to hold the keys? How are they going to deal with the collateral damage of having to get the control back? You know, it's a big problem for them, but I think they're working on it very, very hard because they can't ignore it anymore. You know, in January, didn't the U.S. default on its obligations to Russia? Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other topic, right? So the U.S. dollar is kind of done that way, right? It's yeah, over. Yeah. So something's coming up in this place. Hey, I just wanted to make a little talk, if I do, if you don't mind, about um, solar energy. So yeah, if you look at a plant, like if you look at a plant, um, I've got a little bit of a, a plant background. I took a diploma in horticulture. So if you look at a plant, right, that whole structure, all of the the limbs and the root system and the branches and all that um, holds a solar panel called the leaf. And if you look at a tree, if you've got a tree outside, look at a tree right now, all those leaves are little mini solar panels and they're just chonking away all day long, getting that sun energy and converting it, right? Most of the energy gets put into the structure. So mining for the solar panels, um, building for the solar panels, cleaning them, uh, purifying the silicon. The energy you get out of a tree, it gets it gets put to a fruit. That's it. It's just a fruit, an apple or a cherry, right? Once a year. If if solar was strong enough, trees would walk. Plants would walk if solar was powerful enough. <laughs> but solar is not powerful enough to to ambulate a society. It's okay for trickle charges like making, you know, get running your iPhone or something like that. But it can't ambulate a society. And I think that's what's missing in the conversation. If you look at a tree, they're not walking. Yeah, that's a great point. And if and if there's and if there is a uh, some type of natural disaster that creates huge clouds, then the sun can't get through. Right, the tree's done. There's no there's no cherries on the tree. There's no energy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think that's right. so, why we evolved into eating as humans. Right. And that's how we build energy. We don't. That's we don't right. So we can our... ambulate. Exactly. Yeah, so we can ambulate, right? I mean, ambulating in the oceans takes a lot less energy than ambulating on land, right? So you got to think about that connection too. That when they came out on when when creatures came out on land, they had to borrow energy from other systems to, to energize themselves to ambulate. And you know, us using soaking dinosaurs. I mean, that should be used for lubrication very sparingly not to go get a McDonald's. That energy, that oil energy should be used so sparingly. 
because once we run out of soaking dinosaurs, we can't really replace that, right? So I think we should go to nuclear hard and fast. It, it does make sense. You know, maybe, maybe uh, we can figure out why. We can get to the bottom of this of why <laughs> we, we aren't using nuclear energy or why that's not even an option, you know? Because, because the image, you think of nuclear and you think of melting skin, right? the image yeah. of the past it, it is interesting like what you're saying it's it's the narrative around it and it's yes. funny because you know when people when people go when they say look i'm fat i'm obese i need to change they don't change then another yeah. year goes by i need to change they don't change yeah. and yeah. someone says hey look all you really have to do is change your diet a little bit eat a little bit healthier and yeah. go work out and go to the gym yeah, and yeah. it becomes this thing that's just very hard for people to do. And what and when people make that change, it's when they've hit their rock bottom. And rock bottom is different for everyone, right? It's I've had enough pain, enough discomfort living the way that I am, that I'm going to make the change. And I think the same thing is with Bitcoin, right? Everyone has a pain with the current monetary system. Yeah, there's no way the young people can can flourish. There's no way. Cars are $50,000. Rents are $2,000. I work with a bunch of 25-year-old guys and gals. They're so smart. They are so smart. They all have $80,000, $100,000 debts. And yeah. they're busting their ass to keep people alive all day long. And they have no home, no car, no hope. And they're fine with it. Somehow they're just fine with it. And I'm, I'm looking at them and I'm looking at the older therapists that are raising their kids by phone because they got to have the kids in daycare and they watch them on phone all day long and make the money to pay the million dollar yeah. houses where I live. And yeah, yeah you get free health care out of that, but you got to wait three years to get a scan. So that doesn't work. It's all breaking down. It's breaking down in every faucet of life. Have you been and, successful in orange pilling any of your co-workers? Oh my God, it's so hard. It's <laughs> so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, you know who orange pills is the best? Is the young cashiers at, at, the, at the clothing stores, the young women. I'm just like, what are you doing here? You look smart. And then I can get them orange pill. They'll, they'll download a wallet. But the, the people I work with that are in their 50s and 60s, they're still buying bonds. They're still talking about robo investing and i'm just like well you're just going to be the product on that one you're going to lose yep. all your money by bitcoin but... elite right and so the, and so that's what i'm saying is a lot of these people they won't change until they've hit rock bottom no. to, to make that yeah that's right it has to hurt it has to hurt right but right. it's unfortunate that it's going to be the society that's hurting you know yeah. with our prime minister who's just running our country into the ground you yeah. have to experience pain either you experience it sooner or later Yes. But you have to go through the pain. I mean, life, we have been without suffering for a good 50, 60, 70 years. We think that's the norm. And I see a lot of suffering. I see incredible deep suffering. And I know that even when you go into your death and you pass to the next part of your life, you have to pay. Death isn't easy. It's a whole bunch. You have to work very, very, very hard to get your release into the next part of the life. So it's, it's, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I think I tapped I, out. I have another question for you because look, finding yeah. Bitcoin comes with like this, this rabbit hole and your mind gets blown on like multiple levels. Like I've, I've heard you go from, you know, exponentials to mining and 
to to masculinity and feminine you know what yeah. i want to say <laughs> so it has all yeah. these areas but what i'm really curious yeah, about like now it. that you found bitcoin right and yeah your mind has been blown and blown and blown what do you see what is the impact of that to towards the future besides of course you buying bitcoin and expecting more people to adopt it what is it yeah what do you expect it to do to you on like a personal level well I, or I, will it I will it think, change your yeah. life are you are you going to do things different yes or? i'm going to leave canada i think because i don't think i like the way it's going like right across from me is getting built a crystal meth house you know clean injection room it's six stories high it's it's all there we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna care for everybody and i think our society you know uh, one treatment of cancer is is three or four thousand dollars per treatment we cannot sustain that in canada there's not there's an, it, it's not sustainable so when i read about bitcoin i i see this hope for so many levels, like, you know, Bitcoiners are men, usually some women, usually men who want to start families, who want to participate in their life, not just, you know, watch it go by and sort of, you know, I don't know, what's it called? Survive it. I don't think men want to survive their lives. So I want, they want to participate it. And I see Bitcoin as this, almost this, this bringing it back I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I still have to think about this. It's, it's not a neutralizer and it's not an equalizer. It's it's all like like Michael Saylor says, it's hope. It's the beginning of hope. It's because, a sovereign you know, individual, right? It gives you right. back your power. It gives you back your power. And that started, didn't that start with Jesus? I it mean, puts, it wasn't it he the individual? The back in your hands to... Exactly. To... Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and it gives us power that Honestly, we're saying it gives us back power. It's giving us power that we've that humans have never had access to ever. I think it's, it's deeper than power. I think it's deeper than having power because power is able to take energy and then do what you want with it. I think it's hope because it, hope is the most important human emotion. This is what I've experienced, you know, working yeah. for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you get a lump somewhere and you feel it in your throat or in your breast or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, I hope that's not cancer. This is your first hope. And you go to the doctor and well, it is, right? And then your next hope is, well, I hope they can get it all. And so you go through treatment and a few years go by and then you get a sore bone and nope, but you didn't get it all. So, well, then you hope that we can control it for 15 or 20 years because we can now, right? It's more like a diabetes or something you manage. And so yeah. that's your hope, right? But, you know, years go by and then the hopes become smaller and smaller. They become hopeless, little tiny hopes. That when the grandkids come or Christmas, that you don't have too much pain then and you can participate. You won't have to be in hospital or something. So it's the hope. It's not the journey. It's the hope you have in the process. That is what's gone from society. I think having hope. And yeah, absolutely. I think Bitcoin brings the hope. It brings it back. It, it gives a framework of which all kinds of people can build their lives on. So it's not the energy. It's not how much money I make. It's not the price of Bitcoin. It's nothing like that. It is a, a, not a leveler. It doesn't level. It's almost like it's a structure again that we can, we can experience as a society, as a community that, that organizes us. I mean, religion is gone and gender roles are gone. What do we have left then if we don't have any structures? There are no structures left to, to uh, keep people in their lane a little bit so everyone can trust what the other person's doing. 
So with yeah. Bitcoin, I think it's a fundamental structure that comes out of that, that makes bankers behave and yeah. You can have woke or you can have hope. <laughs> yes! Oh, I love that. <laughs> woke or hope, pick, yeah. pick your, yeah, pick your pony. Yeah, this, this has been a, a massively great conversation, Dutchie. Thank you so much for, uh, for, having, uh, for having this conversation. With big surprise always. I mean, uh, for us, it's, all, it's also a big surprise. You know, we, we get to meet all these awesome people online on Bitcoin Twitter, you know, and Love some it. stand out a little bit more. Some, some, you know, like we have, um, what do we have on this Thursday on the, on the, on the podcast, Sean? Yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of close out here, but Dutchie... Oh, that, that was that wasn't my point. I was just I just wanted yeah. to say, you know, we yeah, have like the bigger, most famous name. But I honestly, I very much enjoy these conversations, and we've had a few, few, you know, like with uh, yeah. just regular plebs like you and I, and yeah. everybody's going down the rabbit hole, coming from different backgrounds, and and you know, the the transformation it has on people is real, and it's, yes. it's one yes. of the most fascinating things I see, and that that gives me a lot of hope as well because. It's, it's yeah. one of those, I don't want to say second order effects that will happen, but you know, as more and more people become Bitcoiners and more mm -hmm. and more people are changed by Bitcoin, it's literally mm -hmm. going to change society. And that's yes. something yeah, I, I love I think to think so about, hard for me to, uh, to, to bring in words, but um, yeah, I love Can I make I one it, little so. point for the, the new plebs that are coming into it and they buy it at a certain price and then it drops down. When you look yeah. at that graph, why don't you, instead of taking your, your little ruler and going from the tops, whatever the tops were, I don't know, $200 and then 2000 20000 and you know, 60000 70000 don't align your sites with the tops. Align your sites to the bottom of the graph. And then you just save yourself a whole bunch of emotion. You don't feel so, you know, emotionless, like, like uh, mostly like you're being I don't know, abandoned by Bitcoin. And the other thing I want to say is if you want to buy Bitcoin, there's four times a year that's a really good time to buy that I've noticed now. I'm not an expert in this, but it's called triple witching. So Google that. Triple as in three and witching as in Halloween, triple witching. And that's when options expire, three kinds of options. And Bitcoin price usually is pretty cheap on the Sunday after the triple witching. I think it's March, June, September, and December. It's the third Friday. But it's all on the internet. Just Google triple witching. So if you've got some money saved up and you don't want to do the dollar cost averaging and you don't know when to buy and it's going up and you're just, you know, buying in and then losing money, just buy on those days and you'll get a pretty, pretty good price on those days. But that, of course, is not financial advice because I am not a financial person. So there you go. Well, I love it. A little, yeah. a little advice there. Oh, no, it's not advice. You know, I, I have made so many... Um, I've I've told people to buy at all points in in Bitcoin mm -hmm. high and mm -hmm. low. I just <laughs> follow Sailor, but he buys, I buy. Yeah, I have to say it's easier to get people to buy than it is people to get people to hold. You yeah. know, so right, right. <laughs> and right. when they sell, when Bitcoin is going low, it's not fun because for some reason oh. you still feel somewhat of a responsibility for it. Of course that. you do. Yeah, of course you do. Um, that's so yeah. I guess the most safest advice you can give anybody is, you know, study, 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 do your research, build that conviction, and um, yeah, just buy yeah. a little bit. Just and, buy, just start a little bit because once you've got some and you got your wallet set up and everything, oh, yeah. then definitely the get starts. skin in the game. Yeah, the best yeah, learning. you can't. Yeah. yeah, you can't do it alone. And nobody, there's no one thing. You've got to go through the suffering yourself. 
you've got to suffer to learn Bitcoin. You've got to, it's not easy. It's, it's like a marriage almost. You've really got to work at it. There's it, right. It's another place where Bitcoin mirrors real life. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You life, want to be a, yeah. real life is not up only real life. Exactly. Is, success is a squiggly line that finally makes its way up. It's like yeah, proof of work, right? It's literally the, also proof of work. It's, I love the term proof of work. Because, yeah. Like, I love for it. Instance, um, you know, like a guitar player, you know, if somebody plays really well guitar, you know, this person has put a lot of work into it. Right? Yeah. You, just, you can't, yeah, or you can't fake that. You know? guitar or, if, yeah, you, exactly. if you have, if you have, if you held on to Bitcoin for a long time, there's a lot of proof of work there. You know what it is to struggle through hard times, live through good times, that kind of stuff, you know? So yeah, exactly. it's, it's never one straight, easy lineup. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Dutchie, thanks for coming on. I think that's that'll do it for today. Honestly. Yeah, Mark, that's awesome, Sean and Marcus. I really appreciate it's my first, my first ever. And I really, you know, I, I try to tell my friends at work and they glaze over. Now they just won't be in the same room as me anymore. Because <laughs> I just always they're complaining about, you know, their interest rates going up in their houses. And I look at them and I said, What would Hannah what would Dutchie say? And they say, Bitcoin fixes this, you know. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. 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 There's another. There's another Fed hike, uh, rate hike coming out today. So we'll yeah, exactly. Keep our eyes peeled to what happens there. Sounds good. Uh, we, we need a lot more duchies in the workplace as well because it's don't underestimate how important that is. I mean, you are literally orange people giving those them the multiple contacts, and it's you know people need that. So I think so. Happy, yeah, uh, it's not a one-time talk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, all right, John, I'll shut up now. <laughs> yeah, we'll close out. Um, just a reminder for everyone listening uh, Q from Bitcoin Magazine joins the Meme Factory podcast this Thursday at 7 30 p.m. Don't miss out. And remember, as always, what you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, don't just let it stay here. Please share. If you learned something, you liked it, you're entertained, you love Dutchie because she's awesome. Or Marcus, because he's the man. Uh, you know, share it. Um, uh, or give us a like, give us a comment. Um, and come to the having party in El Salvador. That's in 2024. Uh, don't miss that either. As for Bitcoiners Guide, episode 31 from Dutchy, Plan Marcus, and Big Sean. We're over now. Peace. Peace.